0: Baby. Well, he's big. You know why it's hard for me. I
1: used to date Dave Winfield back in the day, so you
0: know. Big dude, yeah.
1: Big dude.
0: Oh, you want to be thrown around? I got you. Nah.
2: <laughs> uh, well, it's okay. Who's D-
0: You can
1: tell Dave us? Winfield. Oh, gently. <laughs> I take yeah, it as. Is... Yankees. Whoa, big dude. You dated, big a, man.
2: you dated a Yankee. I
1: dated a Yankee,
2: yeah. Any, talk- any other big athletes like that? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. some
1: things about, is it left for the book.
2: Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't <laughs> you hang out with like Run DMC or something like that too? Weren't you saying that? Yep. Out
1: you, with they're everybody. not
2: big enough for Did Pam. you date any of those guys? Dave Winfield is it's it's big left it for the book. When is the book coming out? <laughs> I wanna read.
3: Pam's tell all.
2: Pam Green, what would it be? Like Pam Green, this is what happened. I ready, just made be, that ready, up.
1: Pam Green, ready PG, or is it? <laughs> Right, rated PG Yay.
2: question mark? Rated rated PG ish.
3: <laughs> yeah, I like that rated PG ish. Rated PG after 1995 and yeah. Well, Mike's
4: also the branding expert, so Mike will be like, This oh, yeah, is, we'll come up with a name for you." Well, all right,
1: Mike, we have to talk.
2: And Do you really have a book coming out?
4: I'm trying to get together. I've been asking. Nice.
2: Me. Ooh. Would you, you, know, you say
4: asking stuff. people to write it for you? What was that? You were finishing?
2: <laughs> people <are laughs> to the beans, baby. you going to tell us all. Tell all, huh? What's one Run-DMC story? Nothing? None.
5: you
0: telling <laughs> me they're
2: boring? <laughs> you were telling me they're boring, Run-DMC? No, I'm fine? not. They're not boring.
4: I that that I will not believe. It's not that interesting. <laughs> <laughs> one celebrity Pam story. What happened? Come on. Story.
2: Happened? None. No people. Will. She's not playing.
4: like Winfield. She's like John Bolton, she's like John Bolton. You get nothing. Nothing nothing
1: until the book.
4: She wants
2: to get paid, that's why. John Bolton wanted to get paid. (laughs) Secrets, secrets. You want the story? What if we do uh, like, uh, what are those like, uh, Kickstarter to hear your stories?
1: Yeah, not today though.
2: (laughs) (laughs) We'll do a Kickstarter.
4: She's gonna have to do an anonymous
3: autobiography. Make make one up that's kind of like a story that you're gonna put. She's uh, gonna do an anonymous autobiography.
2: Come on. Oh.
0: Turning, give us, a little, give us some juice, baby. Come on, baby. Looking for me, I give can't spill something.
1: a
4: tea. Give
0: can't spill a, a tea. You give us, like, a mild
1: story? No, <laughs> and then oh, I you got, got your
2: title. It's not easy being green.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Pam
2: green story, boom, <laughs> boom, boom. That's, boom. That's, there you go. He, he
5: that's gets, it. not fired. easy being
2: green, baby. <laughs>
5: fired. It's
2: not easy being green. Green, the <laughs> Pam <laughs> Green story. I like that. And I want a picture of you doing this looking up. I know I have like the title.
5: easy being green.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, easy being
2: green, baby.
4: I have to tell you, I'm uh, the last four days were inspired by Felicia's morning bike ride that I was too tired. I couldn't sleep so I tuned in while Felicia's philosophizing about um, being torn and wasting energy being torn between things that you're, in, motive, you're inspired to do but you kind of have the blocks and having this energy in the in-between space. So Ooh, I have to tell that you- Yeah. Tell it was, us
5: about oh, it was that, great. Felicia. She it was,
4: was great. Yeah, you should yeah. Follow, her, follow her bike ride in the morning. She just followed <laughs> her bike ride. Uh, it had to be like 5 o'clock for me or something crazy. And I was like-
0: Well, <laughs> figures you wouldn't be sleeping, Maya. Yeah, 5 a five
4: a.m. Yeah, sleep, it's that's okay. That's fair.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's not, that's, that's about-
4: Yeah. West well, no Coast- comedy. There's no place to, you you know, you, you should be on different sleep hours, but like I've, I have not been able to sleep. And then we took an excursion because we have so much business going on that Pam, that Heather's like, let's get the heck out of here. So then we just jumped in the car and took off to nature.
0: Ooh. Nature. How was yeah, she? Nice. That's always nice.
4: I love nature. Yeah. With the donut in the car
0: what did you with like? the beer? What, was, what did you like? The sunrise? The sunset? What was it that you...
4: It was a sunset. We drove to the Sequoias mm-hmm. and got stuck up there. So we figured we'd find a place. So there's this like little hotel that like it was too much money for just like a, a cheapo, two queen, terrible TV was this big. And Heather's like, it's, but it's different. It's the mountains. I'm like, it's 300 bucks. <laughs> it's like the
3: only hotel up there and the nicest.
4: Yeah. Well, like, it was in terrible shape. And then she leaves a donut. Tell them about the donut. I, well, the I woke stress. up at like
3: midnight and I realized because before you get to your hotel room, they're like, do not leave anything in your cars because you really are like in the middle of mountains. So, like, there's a lot of bears up there. So, bears. Like, don't leave anything. Nothing that smells, no food, no perfume, no nothing that has any scent. And like at midnight, I was like, <gasps> there's a half a donut in the back seat of the car. <laughs> Not just a half a donut. A, a half, maple
1: donut, right?
4: A maple, maple, donut.
3: maple blueberry. That's like, yeah. that's like, that's got bear
4: written Kettle all blaze, over it.
3: Maple blueberry donut.
4: Man, but no, here's the craziest part. We get to the hotel and the and the room's like a mess. So I, she's like, don't turn into, don't, don't Karen them. And I, but I have a good Karen friend. So my, I did good Karen and I was like, um, I find this room unacceptable, so they move us to this other room. And like, this is the, re- you're gonna be really happy in the next room. We go to the next room, and it's it got her. like a mousetrap between each bank. a mouse trap. So I'm like, there's four <laughs> mouse traps. Uh, excuse me, did you move the mouse trap? So they send to this guy, and he'd be like, there's this is whole mouse trap removal thing. And then finally, in the middle of the night, there's like, where, where was. It, what was on? It was like a Black Panther's on, so we're like crying over Black Panther. Mm. And then snap, and then oh. you hear like,
5: ee, oh, ee,
4: oh. and this went on for like two hours, like something, some little thing wrestling. And then Heather, Heather gets up, there's nobody answering at the front desk to come remove the mouse that is now trapped in the room. <laughs> you, can oh, hear no. the,
0: you can hear the mouse <laughs> wrestling.
3: Because you can hear him scratching, you heard this like, and we was like oh, was a happy mouse. And when we got him, he left one trap. We said, Don't worry, leave the trap behind the TV. It's fine. And that he was in the trap behind the TV, but it snapped on his oh, it snapped uh, on his hold on on his like backside. Oh, so he was alive and trying to figure out how to get out of this trap. And he was just staring at me. And so I got a You towel. felt so bad, right? I'm staying in this
2: hotel
0: so I won't make a mistake and go there.
3: Well uh, so tell you Listen, I so I got a towel because nobody was at the desk. So nobody answered their phone, so they didn't come up. So I was like, I'm not leaving this mouse to die all night long here, scratching away. So I got a towel and I picked up the trap because he was like a little field mouse and was like this. I pick up the trap, I go outside and it's like two o'clock in the morning in my pajamas crouching out in the woods with this mouse and the mouse trap. And I thought I was like, oh my God, I'm going to have to kill it. I'm going to have to kill this poor guy because I can't leave him just to like suffer for hours until he dies. Sma- I didn't know if I was gonna smash his head in. It was like an old yeller moment. I, I didn't know what, it was so awful. And then I thought maybe I can release him. And I, I released <laughs> Mousetrap and he ran away. He made it, he lived. I saved the mouse. He
1: lived. You, you, and, and to the bear caught him.
3: And then, and then this Shut is- Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, that's what she said. No. No, no. no, here's the thing, here's the thing. Cause then because then Heather's like, this is why We had to drive late after the phone call so we could- To save that mouse? Get the the bad room, to get the good room so that that way we could save the mouse. Meanwhile, I'm like, "I'm I'm not touching the mouse. So I'm doing this, pretending I'm busy. I'm calling the front desk. Oh my
5: God, and then the other phone, oh, I'm
4: so busy. They're not answering this phone or this phone. I was gonna like stall because I was like, I am not, but Heather's notorious. She saved a rat that somebody spent good money trying. Rat. Yeah, you did. Get- Someone tried to kill this. Somebody paid to get this rat whacked. And Heather's like, oh, he's coughing. Let me no, resuscitate the rat and feed him.
3: I didn't resuscitate the rat. I just like gave him his last and meal. And then she tried to save a meal.
4: pigeon, a, preg- a pregnant pigeon in Central Park. Your friends have also told me about I don't that. You're
0: friends with Michael Jackson.
4: Yeah, she's, it's, <laughs> I did pull a mouse off of a- Yeah, yeah Mike's place. here, Mike's here. Hey, hey everybody. Hey, hey Mike. Hey, here? Hey. Welcome, to, welcome to My Favorite hey, People, man. and ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorite comedians, Mike Rit from New York. <laughs>
0: My
6: hey, so, Mike, so, what's up, man? What's up, brother? <laughs> Hello, Maya.
4: Hey, how are you? Great. Thank you for coming on the show.
6: Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me.
4: Absolutely. Above you is Pam Green, and next to me is Heather McConnell. Hi. And, Hi, as, Heather. and next to you is uh, Felicia Chappelle and then there's Mike George, who's Hi, Mike. above, who's a pretty
6: Hey Pam, hey Felicia, hey Mike. What's up? <laughs> nice to meet you, How you doing? Mike. How you
4: been doing through the pandemic? How how's are you in New York?
6: No, I'm in Jersey now. Okay. Yeah, I've been there for like almost 2 years now.
0: Oh, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought
6: you, were, thought you were always in uh Brooklyn, you know. Brooklyn. Yeah. <laughs> all, my, all my life till 2 years ago. Are oh, you from Brooklyn?
1: Yeah, from Brooklyn.
6: Yeah. What boy?
1: I was born in Bed-Stuy.
6: Do or die? <laughs> Do or die? Did I move to the Ville? What? Never run, never will. Never ran, never will. I had a uh, oh, my family had a liquor store in Brownsville on Rockaway and Livonia.
1: Oh, okay. I lived on Livonia. I live on Livonia. Hinsdale.
6: Okay. Yeah, yep. right under the train station. Yep.
1: Yep. Livonia Avenue. Yeah. So that means you swim in Bessie Head Pool, huh? No. <laughs> <laughs> I your
6: name. Listen.
1: I know listen, why you said no like Nancy, that, too.
6: Betsy had was COVID way before COVID Ray came. Out.
1: Had to no, it's no lie.
6: <laughs> you don't swim in that pool. You go watch. Watch. So
1: my brother was in that pool and he was swimming and there was a, a turd in the water with him. Yeah,
6: yeah. they used to they yep. used to have, no, they had shit in there, not turds. They had I'm
1: shit trying to be nice. I'm trying to be a lady.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Ladies say shit and they take them yep. too.
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: Pamela, Pam, Pam's a comedian that was up with up with me up at Uptown when we were at Uptown Comedy Club. She was comedian. Tracy Morgan sent her there after seeing her at the Pepper at the uh, the Proper. She killed at the Proper. Oh,
6: Manhattan Proper.
4: Yes. Yeah, so
1: Manhattan she's
4: Proper. Been a big sister to me through comedy, so we've just we're just all getting together and trying to uh, feel good during lockdown. That's <laughs> basically
6: <Yeah>. everyone. Together.
4: <laughs> Have you been I'm doing a- any comedy?
6: No, not really, and I haven't been. <laughs> The Zoom stuff, it just wasn't the same feel.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: The, yeah, The screen and this stuff, you can't replicate the crowd.
5: Yeah. Yeah. There's
6: yeah. Not, Even, I mean, the NBA doing a good job of it with the yeah, they, they are, sound right? effects. They're doing yeah. an excellent job of it. But yeah. until we could get those type of sound effects, it's not. It's just
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't mind a little digital audience up. going around? Yeah, a little <laughs> digital
6: audience. Yeah, it's not the same thing. So I haven't really been messing with it.
4: I'm going, to, I'm going to start painting audience members myself so I can have <laughs> someone to talk to, sometimes I'll be better. Um, so tell us about your career. Let's, once we, now that we have some time, everyone's always in their own lane uh, when, we're, when we're chasing uh, the mics. But now there's some time to just everyone to start to talk. Like, where did you start, um, where was your first uh, comedy experience and what led you to comedy?
6: My first comedy experience was, I keep forgetting the name of the club that Talent used to host. This is when Talent still had a job. He used to host it in a suit. Indigo Blue? Huh? Was it
4: Indigo
6: Indigo Blue? Blue. Indigo Blue.
5: Ooh.
4: Yeah. (laughs) And,
6: um, you know, I used to see it and stuff. And then I went, uh, I went to, um, I went to a wedding a friend of mine got from college got married. Mm-hmm. And then after the wedding, a bunch of us went out and hung out. And uh, my boy at the time, Rodney, his wife now, but it was his girlfriend at the time. You know, we was just hanging out. And then I, this is my first time actually ever meeting her. And she was she pulled me aside and she was like, "You ever thought about doing comedy?" And I was like, "I heard it before. People have said it to me before, but not not really." And she was like, "Well, I think you should think about it because if you don't, I think you're going to be missing out on your not using your gift." Because I'm just sitting there observing you and you're very natural with it. You should think about it. And then she was even, she even went to say she had a friend that worked at the Apollo and she was like, I can get you on the Apollo, um, you know, without any of the red tape. And I was like, Whoa, Apollo. <laughs> no. I'm, like, I'm like, what about doing this? You talk about sending me to get booed. I was like, no. So it was that night. that I, even though I've heard it from friends, when I heard it from a stranger like that, I was like, "What if?" So I like a maybe like two weeks later, I went to a um, a fashion show and they had um, a comedian there, and um, he I asked him well, if you were somebody who's interested in comedy, how would they even go about it? And then uh, he told me to go to a Uptown Comedy Club when mm-hmm. Material Ivy used to teach the class.
5: Mm-hmm. God bless
6: the dead. And uh, so I said, "All right, let me, let me." He said, "You need to go see about." What comedy is about because making your friends laugh ain't enough. So I said okay so I went to the class a couple of times and what he would have us do is somebody would go on stage and do their do their routine and then he would ask people in the audience well what did you think about that what could be different and what can you do about that joke and I'd be like oh you should have done this you should have said this so one day he was like I only went like two times or something three times one day he was like he was like what's your name and I told him he was like He said, you have a very good eye for this. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what your comedy is about. And I was like, oh, once again, I was like, my comedy? I'm just here to (laughs) compete. I don't have no jokes. So at that point, I put together a little set, went down to Indigo Blues, you know, talent like the Black Clubs used to have our um, New Jack segments at the beginning of the show. Yeah. So I got on the New Jack segment one night, and my only goal was not to get booed. I already said if I get booed I'm good on this you know I, I got I got an engineering degree I don't need this <laughs> <laughs> engineering and business so I, I, I went on stage I did good and i never forget when I came off that stage I wasn't even thinking about the crowd at that point because I did good but I went off in the corner by myself and I sat there and I was like wait a minute the bug hit me right there mm-hmm mm. That, wow. this is what I, I didn't know before but i said I, the voice was like, this is like this is what you're supposed to be doing and then the rest is history wow here now on screen wow, <laughs> wow mike I never, I never knew that about <laughs> I you made bro. It to screen. i never knew that about you bro yeah that's, yeah that's that's basically the nutshell of it yeah that's,
5: that's, that's I,
0: what just, I met you at the boston when town was doing sundays so I just saw you coming in as a killer then, you know. I didn't know that. Yeah, the boys, man. Those are the good old days. Yeah, man. I just... Sold out
6: out every Sunday.
0: Yeah, man. Every Sunday. Every Sunday. Sunday For years. Ten years. The the, 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 the Black night
6: did better than the other nights during the week.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
6: yeah. Yeah.
0: They banked on that night. They did. Yeah, It was
6: guaranteed sold out every week. They had to turn people away a lot of time. I remember, yeah.
0: And that just, that was a great platform for a lot of comedians too. I mean, as you can see, I mean, some of your peers, some of them, uh, we don't see them now, but what you've done with your career, man, is amazing to me, man, because you just, you took a, I don't think you compromised either. I mean, I think you stuck to yourself. <laughs> you st- you stayed true to yourself.
6: I, I absolutely. That's
0: yeah, what no, really. That's
6: why I've been through the things I've been through, because I don't compromise. Yeah. I don't take no shorts and I don't take no shit.
5: So
0: that's, I
6: know. No disrespect
0: I know. No none of that stuff.
6: I know it's Mike like, you wouldn't have it back in the day brother I don't have it today <laughs> you you <know>? <laughs> That's back in the day I don't have it today so You keep it cool I'm cool If you don't you go another route No problem mm-hmm. oh,
5: So That's you... not
1: like Brooklyn to me <laughs> It is like
6: 636 Brooklyn Avenue All right, you know, okay. That's where I was born
4: and your acting career started before COVID. You've been starting to do some roles and some uh, a lot yeah. of different interesting things. Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that as well. How that evolved?
6: Well, you know, you, you get with an agent and you get out there and you, you see what you can do. And luckily, I, you know, I, I got a few things and people liked me. And then I, I, you know, was able to get out there and get a few roles and stuff. So it was, you know, like doing boardwalk. It's nothing like. I saw I you on Boardwalk. I was like, Mike is on Boardwalk, bro. Yeah. I, was, I was watching I mean, that and to show. to do a show that you watch all the time, yeah, like a big Boardwalk fan. Yeah, I, I'm so much of a fan. I I watched every season twice.
5: Oh, you I know, love just Boardwalk.
6: especially you know when the new season come out, you got to make oh, sure. you Oh yeah, man. Yeah. season. Mm-hmm. And, and it was shows.
0: history too.
6: It was a part of history. It you know? was a lot yeah, of facts. To be a that. part of that. Yeah, to be a part of that. And I remember when I went and did the. Audition. I was like, because when I audition, I try to, I try to be who they want, who they think they want. So whatever the attire is, if it's a cop, I try to look like a cop. I just try to go in in regular clothes. I try to look like the character. When I got that audition, let me tell you, I went around looking for suspenders. <laughs> I went to like ten stores and I couldn't find this because I had in my mind the, the outfit I wanted to put on, and I finally found them, and I had the old. I looked like the show. I remember when I walked in, I walked into the the castle place, the lady, when I walked in the room, the lady, the castle woman, she looked at me, she was like, oh, somebody's ready. (laughs) (laughs) That's how you do it. I was like, oh, I'm ready, miss. I want (laughs) this. But you know, the funny thing about it, when you get, like, when you audition, right, you don't get the whole script a lot of time. You just get the sides. You just get your scene Mm -hmm. that that you're in, or scenes that you're in. Mm -hmm. So this, I got the scene for the audition. It was five. Then I booked it. I'm all excited. I was like, because I'm thinking, this might be a recurring
3: character. Like, I might really be a regular
6: on Boardwalk. Oh. Hold on one sec. Is he there? He's
3: good
4: now. You're there. Yeah, am I back? Yes, I'm sorry.
6: Oh, is that like, get the fuck out of here? No. No. <laughs> no, 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 That's how we're hey. doing it digitally now. <laughs> Heather, Heather no, did you get that accidentally?
5: No. No. Okay.
6: <laughs> hey, my wife's my wife's name is Heather. It's not the first time I've been muted. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and I went and I did it. And um, but then I booked it and then they give you the whole script. And when I saw it, see, I was like, oh shit, I get killed. Oh, wow,
5: <laughs> that's so wild. I
6: was so disappointed. I, mean, I was glad to be on it, but I was like, oh, I get murdered? That's so wild. Ooh. Yeah, so it was a great experience, so. mm. though. Wow. Going to get other parts and stuff.
4: So, so, so did you find it? How are you finding the process of shifting from comedian to actor? Like, you know, I like every time I've gone in to read stuff, I get so nervous, and I feel like it's just, it feels like such a different weight um, when you're, when you're going in and reading and preparing for
6: a role. Absolutely. But you know, I look at it like it's like, I think sometimes like at first you go in audition and you try to do what you think they are looking for. Mm-hmm. And then I learned, don't do that. Just do you because mm-hmm. a lot of times they don't even know what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. Mm. Until they see you
5: mm-hmm. and then
6: they could think they were looking for something else. And then you come along and they're like, wait a minute. You know, sometimes, even time, sometimes there's even a character that's designated to be white or designated to be Asian. Or, and then you come in and be like, well, we're going to change that to black. You well, know, so you never bad. know or change that to white. You never know. So just go in and don't try to do what you think they want. Just go mm-hmm. do you and be prepared. Mm-hmm. You know, I try to go and I, I don't use the sides. Mm-hmm.
5: So I just try mm-hmm. to go
6: and prepare my lines so I don't have to be looking down and looking up because that takes away from it to me. Mm-hmm. Distracting, so, so you're always
2: off book. You're off book, you don't need the
6: anything all the time. I mean, I went and did an audition, I forget what it was for, but I went and did an audition. And this the casting woman must have had a lot of people coming in that wasn't prepared, so we was about she already seemed like she had an attitude already, like a long day. I was like, you she's like, you ready? I said, Yeah, she said, Where's your size? I said, I don't need them. She said, You don't need them. I said, No, I don't need them. And she was like, You know, I hear that. I hear that all the time. So I cut her off. I said, I said, I don't need them. She was like, okay. All right. Like she said, it's like, here we go again. With this. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Oh,
6: it was funny. I remember after it was funny. I was like, okay, lady, you see. So we had I had three scenes to do. After mm-hmm. I did the first scene, she, her whole body language changed. She sat up and she's looked at me and she's like, uh, you're a comedian? Because it was a, it was a. Uh, uh, it wasn't a comedy role, you know. I like drama. I like to do the drama acting more than the comedy because it's like we always comics. We already do comedy, right? You know, on stage all the time. So I like to diversify, you know, mm-hmm. show two sides of me, not a comedian all the time. Yeah. So, so comedians
2: yeah. are dark people too.
6: Like, there's a lot of darkness there. No, I was born this way. But <laughs> <What>? No. <laughs> do i need more lighting that is not
2: <laughs> i would you like to say your feet, man My that God. is not you're where feet, i was going <laughs> yeah no but it's it's true it's like um well first of all clearly you're very comfortable with other people's dialogue because you know i've seen I've uh, directed a lot of like more commercials and stuff like that and I see people and when you're talking about you came with suspenders and you'll see someone like that walk and you're like, please do a good job. Please be good, please. Cause you look the part, please just say it. Doesn't even have to be great Just say. It. And then like people just like constantly, they just can't say it <laughs> and to be able to no. just and to be able to come in, be off book, but also not be stiff. Some people over rehearse, over rehearse and now they know it, right. but like a robot for you be able to flow and still listen, that's an art. And that's yeah. really, that's not
6: that common. It's really not. It's, it's, you, you're right. And I try to like, like, I'll improvise as much as I can. Sometimes you get a director that's really strict. And they like, stick to the script. And then sometimes you get people that let you play and stuff. I did an audition years ago for, Gator, for it was like Gatorade or something. And when I went in, I kind of rewrote the script. Because it didn't sound right. Sometimes, especially when they're writing for Black people, the, the language is weird. Like You <sighs> yeah. say it like that. We wouldn't do it like that. So I'm not going to read it like that. That's weird. So I changed it around. And um, I remember I got a call back. And when I came in the room, the the writers were there. It was a whole bunch of people. The writers, it's rare. The writers are there. A bunch of them, like six of them was there. And when I came in, the director was like, he looked at me and looked at the writers. He was like joking with them. He said, you, go, you guys wrote a hell of a script, didn't you? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got to take a, a chance. chance. You got to take a chance. The most you're going to get is a no. You know, but you just want to be. And the other thing i would say, I tell young, other people auditioning, we get so down that we don't get the part. You got to think about it. Like it might be a hundred people for this part, but as long as you have a good audition, they will remember you. Mm -hmm. True. Will actually bring you in with other things Mm -hmm. that you didn't even audition for.
2: Absolutely, that's very true.
6: Bring you to the to the callback. I've done callbacks mm-hmm. and didn't do the first audition.
2: You know, so yeah, you
6: just, you just, gotta, you just yeah. gotta go do
2: your thing. It's funny, cause I also have a lot of empathy for actors. It's so hard, you know, you get up in the morning, you go over your lines, you get dressed, you drive out, you come there and honestly, when you're on the, I hate casting as a, as a director or a producer, I hate it because I just feel so bad all day. Cause someone will walk in the room, exactly like you're saying, they've done nothing wrong. They might be a genius, but you go, nope. Like they didn't do anything, they're just not right. They're, they're not right, they're not who we've, what we've talked right. about. The, and then though you wanna be polite, so you read with them and maybe you're right, they're right for something else. You read with them again. And as long as they go thank you, you go thank you. It's when people start going, anything else? is there anything else you need to see? And you're like, no good. They're like, anything. And you're like, ah, fuck. All right, do it again, but this time do it with a French accent. Like, whatever. And then and then they do it again, and then you're like, ah, do you feel better? And you go, oh, no, now I see. Thank you. And then you're like, ah. But there's such that desperate, in acting, which you don't have as much. I mean, you can have it in comedy, but it's, you're more in control in comedy. You're on that right. stage. In acting, it's, it's, it's more like you're, you're like a tool for the, you know what I mean? For the project. You're like coming in as, not calling an actor a tool, but you're not, it's not your idea. You know what I mean? You're a, you're, um, a conduit to to
6: emotionally ex- no, express No, absolutely. It. You're not in control. you only only in control of your audition. Right. 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 In comedy, exactly. you control the whole room. Yeah, exactly. No. I decide how
2: this is going to go down. Exactly. You know, Which is great I, when someone comes in with that. When someone comes in confident, they know their lines, they do a good job. And look, it's okay to ask for something else, but just not like it's crying. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean. It's also well, but also you, you. I always because sometimes you get cast directors to your pointer like man, and they're jaded because they do it all day. But I'm always like, look, people spent half their day to do this. We can't rush them through. Like you got to give people the moment, even if they're wrong. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair to provide for actors. You know, um and then right. you're right. Like a lot of times, you're like that person was not right at all. But wow, would they be great for this? Or, oh, what about that other thing we have? And then even cast directors like, oh, you like them? Absolutely. Okay. And then they remember that person. And Absolutely. We'll go, oh. So there's, there's always good reason to give it your all, you know, 100%, you
3: know,
6: 100% all the time. And then just let the chips roll where they may. Uh huh. True that.
3: You know, like oh. I and I were, were casting a film that we had written that we were working on at one point, And we, we had some people come in it's interesting like say that was the first time i'd ever been on the other side of the table mm-hmm. and suddenly realizing like watching people come in and read especially reading your writing um the people that walked in with really specific choices even if it wasn't the choice that i saw in my head when i was writing it it was something completely different but because it was so specific and they were so committed to it and they walked in with themselves they sometimes Completely changed my idea about what I was seeing. Like you were saying That's, before, Mike, like what I was seeing for that role. I mean, one mm-hmm. girl came in, I don't advise this because she kind of yelled at us. I wouldn't, I wouldn't advise that for, one either. Well, I, we sent her sides for one role and she walked in and we said, Okay, so you're prepared to read this role? And she said, No you told me to read this other role. And I said, no, you don't, you actually look nothing like that role or have the right age for it. I I know I specifically asked for this specific role. Well, you, I, and she started yelling at us and we were like, I was like, you know what, just go ahead and read it. And I let her read it. And she did such a phenomenal job of reading a role that she was absolutely not right for in my mind that we were considering casting her for it.
6: Wow, that's what I'm talking about, exactly.
3: Yeah.
4: You know, it was strange. There was one one woman I remember who came in and it was a pretty heavy role. And but there was something very Odd about the way her face worked. And it was almost like she had like a, a, a nervous thing that she would do. And it was it was organic to who she was. And it mm-hmm. drew me off to the point where I was like, oh, she's bizarrely exactly right. Because it, was, <laughs> it wasn't even the read. It was like you was just doing this weird like thing with her eyes. And I, it was like, Oh, my God, this is like genius. It's yeah, so, you're like,
6: wait a minute.
4: Yeah. This
5: is you what we need here.
4: Yeah. What you, we I, really I, it, was, it really was such, the best process ever was watching. Yeah watching everyone come in and and finding things and, and starting to say like, Oh, no, you'd be great over here. And, yeah. and that actually became some of the, the, the joy of actually doing the, pro- the process is finding things for someone else who might be reading the wrong
3: thing. Yeah, and the difference between people who come in prepared and the people who don't.
6: Absolutely. That's why I always wow. try to come prepared Especially if you're coming in, especially if you're coming in at the latter part of the day. Yeah, and they've been casting since 10 o'clock this morning, and your audition is <laughs> at four forty. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? They look at that happy hour already, and then you come in
2: and wait. You're totally time. right, man. And you're just like, because you're in the room going, How yeah. many left? And they're like, Four. You're like, Four. And then they'll always be like, Oh, and one person who's not here. And you're like, We're fine. And then as you're packing up, that person shows up. But sometimes you haven't found anyone all day. And then that person comes in last or second last, and you're like, all right. And then you're just like, wham. And you're like, oh shit. Like, that can be such an amazing feeling, too. They revitalize you. Like, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, that's... Like, this, is what, this is what I'm here for. Totally,
6: totally. Yeah, yeah. That's here, bad. Here it it's a I lot still, of pressure a lot of times, too, too. I think it's more pressure on the set than it is the audition. Because on, on, a, on the set, you know, it's a lot of long days, and you want to nail everything. Because you're dragging everybody's day out if you don't do your part. You know, That's it's a total team dude. effort. Mm, it's a total team effort. I have to deliver my lines. Your camera stuff has to be right. The grip. I really respect the whole process because everybody's involved. Right. And everybody's doing it right. We can get through the day. It's fun. You know, like I'll give you a perfect example. Boardwalk, right? I the the I had to work with a stunt dude because I had to snap my head back when I got shot in the head. So that, I worked with the dude and they had to, you know, for a while he was like, gotta do it like this. You gotta do it like this. When it came time to shoot. The stunt dude came to me, he's like, he said, look, Mike, we got three sets of squibs. You know, three sets. So it's not <laughs> like a regular scene where you could do it 10 times. Yeah, You know, they gotta not only do his it, three sets of squibs, if I get it wrong, they have to take my clothes off. Uh, you have to pause. For me to get redressed because mm-hmm. I'm getting shot with blood, so I got to take all that off, get dressed again, and then go again. He's mm, like, wow. he's like, he said, "No pressure," but got three <laughs> sets of squibs, so that's it. I said, "Okay," and I did it the first time, and I knew in my, I know my heart when I, you know, when you've done something good or not, yeah, you feel like it's good. I knew it wasn't that one, and as soon as I did it, and the director said cut, I knew it. I was like, that wasn't, I could have done better than that. And then he was like, he's like, oh, that wasn't bad, but let's go again. I was like, oh shit. I was like, well, one set of squibs done. Now we gotta wait to put me in the second one. When I put those second ones on, I said to myself, motherfucker, you better nail this shit. We're not doing this
5: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I'm dead serious. So I was like, you better fucking nail this, right? So, and all the pre- and it was hot. It was hot, it was in the summertime. And everybody's a long day too. We had to be there like 15, 16 hours. So right. I was thinking, like, this is it now. And when I did the second one and he said, that's a wrap. I was like, Whew. thank God. I, <laughs> did it. I died properly. And we were, everybody was <laughs> on their <laughs> way. But, but as
0: comedians, you guys, uh, you, you have a sense of humor about doing stuff. Do you think it makes it easier for you? I mean, to go into auditions and just kind of have a, a light sort of. I see what you're saying. To be a little
6: looser. Yeah. Yeah. Because I learned to not take it so serious. You know, you take it serious after you want the par, you you don't get it, you feel down. And like my wife all the time, she's like, after while she's like, just uh, somebody told me one time a long time there is that just do it and put it away. Because once you've done it, you have you can't do nothing else about it. You can't go home and film your scene and then send it to them and go, hey, I did it over, check this out it's like you do it if you did a good job it's good if not maybe you do better next time but once it's done it's done you know just leave it alone it's, it's hard it's you know very it's hard to let it go totally especially, especially if you did well you know you did like you nailed it and everybody was excited especially if the people in the room and stuff and you're like oh i did my thing and then you see it and you're like oh you, did, you say i didn't get it but here's something interesting i'm real honest about it like even if i don't get it you have a Audition for something, and then you see who got it, and you're like, Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm. That person deserved it. Yeah, that's it. I did an audition a long time ago. What's that movie that, um, where Cat Williams and then did, and, and it was in the church? I always forget the name of it. Um, uh, you know what
4: she's talking about.
6: Uh, what was it called? <sighs> I, when I got the script, right, I'm looking at it, and I'm looking at the script, and I'm like, what am, this is Cat Williams? Mm. Cat, who did they even auditioning people for? Like this doesn't even make sense. I said, well, maybe he got offered it and turned it down or something, because this doesn't make sense to me. This is him. But you know, getting an opportunity. So I went and did a, a audition, you know, right. did my thing. And um and I remember I was walking out. And one of the, and I never did audition like this. Like, it must've been like 15 people in that room when I walked in. And this is one of my earlier times auditioning. So when I walked in, I was like, oh shit. I was nervous as hell. Like, why is there so many people? But I did my thing and I was walking out and one of the people in the room, I was like, you know, thank you everybody. And she was like, you know, you really did a great job. I was like, thank you, you know, whatever. You know, every audition, they'd be like, that was great. <laughs> <All right. laughs> thank you, thank someone's you, like, so good. Like, was so like, pee-wee. yeah, it's like Pee Wee football. You got everybody to <laughs> get a trophy. Yeah, yeah, so good. <laughs> you know? Wow. So I was like, okay, thank you. And she, she, she said, no. I know what you're doing that for. She's like, no, you did. I said, okay. I still wasn't thinking about it. And then when the movie came out and Cat got the part, I was like, yeah. I wasn't like, oh, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. <laughs> right, right. It's perfect sense. It's perfect for him.
2: Yeah, it's funny when you were saying too, Mo, and, and obviously this doesn't apply, uh, you know, uh, to Mike in any way, but I find comics because they're so used to talking to a crowd and so controlling a room that when it comes to acting, the, it's harder to listen. You know what I mean? Because it's not you dominating a room, it's you actually giving up and you sort of, right, Mike? You know what I mean? Yeah, I,
6: I see what you're saying.
2: There's great comic I mean, like you know, there's a lot of good comics who are great actors. I'm not saying that wow. at all. And great actors, but it's such a different skill. It's I totally actually, different.
4: I, I actually think totally that, different. I think that is with most comedians, but Mike has always been very, um, um, has a very sense of calm, control, and wisdom. Oh, control. Yeah. And That's when the... he's, every time he's gone into a comedy environment, I've, I've never seen like, you know how like some of us just run around like, Bounce, like bouncing off the walls, right. he's never gotten into that. Yeah. And I think that if, as a speaking as a, like as somebody who's a filmmaker, um, there's a lot of you. If I was filming you, like I could imagine filmmakers loving you because of the i of you work very subtly. A lot of it is, he never over you never overdo your expressions on stuff. You always have like real organic moments. It's never forced. And he, mm-hmm. and, he and I I never really I don't really see you as one person. It's one way when you're performing and another way when you're off stage even though you light up when you're you know when you're controlling the room but it's it's a it's very very consistent and I imagine that being very easy to transit transcend into like film and television um, because of that whereas you're not trying to box it and here's the right. stage performance like you're right the, like lights action
6: yeah that's why yeah. you said that Maya because uh, um, a manager in the club told me that last year one time he was a new guy there at the comic strip, mm-hmm. and he said, "Mike, you know what?" He said, "He said you're the one of the most interesting comics I've ever seen." And I was like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "He said off stage, nobody would even know you're around. Like you're not jumping around, you're not talking all the time." Looking for He attention. said, "He said he's like like you're in the fucking cut." This is what he, he said, "You sit in the fucking cut and nobody would even know." He said, but when you get on stage, he said, it's like a switch goes off and you just turn a switch on. He said, the most amazing thing mm-hmm. I've ever seen. And I was like, because I don't, I, this is me all the time. You know, when you're on stage, you, you know, you take it up. You have to, because you're the focal point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But off stage, I'm like, that's why I said people, be. people was always surprised that I even did comedy. People used to look yeah. at me because when I was young, people always just say I look mean. So that's something <laughs> that... I, had my whole life career. Why you look so angry? I'm like my face. <laughs> it's, my face. <laughs> it's the face God gave me. Some people smile all the time. I'm not one of those people. But I'm not angry. It's just my. What what my face look like? I, and I'm not. A, I don't have to be the center of attention. Like growing up, I was around funny people. My friends were funny. Even now, as a comedian, if I go around a bunch of my friends, I don't feel like I'm the. Professional comedian, so I have to provide the comedy. No, I'm, or you know, like you said, <laughs> again, I'm in the moment. I'm in the moment, and we just have mm-hmm. fun. And I don't have to be the focal point. Only on mm-hmm. stage, I have to be the focal point. Mm-hmm. Off, I don't. Mm-hmm. Cool. No, it's yeah.
4: an amazing, it's it's a really an interesting. I, I was thinking of my parents met in acting school, and they because of a scene that they were forced to do in class. My sister um, came about.
6: Um, the sex scene?
4: You, you, you no, know, it was just the love scene. It was like they were, they were romantic. Aww. It was the 60s. It wasn't the 60s. Whatsoever. I was like, your,
6: your parents were fucking rehears-
4: in class? They to rehearsals very seriously. Um, and it's funny because my father was always the actor, but my mother was like the performer and always would overdo it. He was like, she'd come in and overdo these scenes and these drums, as opposed to really having real, real small moments. And it's, it's kind of funny because that's always been my, he'd call me up like, I know you're up there like your mother, but could you tone it down to <laughs> so be able to go in to an audition and be like, stop trying to do and, and just let it be is. Uh, yeah.
6: It, People have a misconception like, you know what's interesting? There's a difference between commercials and film and television too. Mm. A lot of commercials, the first thing they'll tell you is do it small. Because people's first instinct is, hey. And then they like, no, they smaller <laughs> than that. <laughs> you know, I'm here. Right, right. And you see the director go, no, no. 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 Bring it down. I knew so. so
0: many great comics that could not act. Yeah, you know, you will be like, oh man, they kill in clubs and they kill on the road and on, on the specials, yeah. but they can't audition or they can't act. they can't get. Part. I they're never
1: figured them. out There's why anybody a, a ever imagined that the two had a whole lot to do with each other. Yeah, I mean, they, they're not they don't exactly the same thing if they're right. both performing,
6: but that's right. about it. Fast. Like you can be funny right. and not hold a room at all. Yeah, you know, How about funny. how about you could be funny and not a good writer?
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to ask you about writing.
6: I'm you glad could, you, you said could, that. You could do. You could be the great performer, but terrible at writing. And some people are great writers, but can't deliver it. Mm-hmm. That's why a lot of people uh-huh. have had people write for them.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. That's
6: true. Writers, you know, true. I, I
1: want to ask deliver. you about being a writer. I, I was When I was watching clips, you know, I was like, oh, I get to ask this guy about his writing. Because um, you tell this one joke, well, okay, one joke. You tell one joke, <laughs> there's a joke that you <laughs> tell about You told more than one joke. The joke Mm -hmm. I saw that I wanted to ask you about. There's this joke about um, people telling on themselves in music. Okay. I love that bit. Yeah, that was funny. Like, okay, so I love that. It's just so funny. Like they tell the whole story in the song. Okay. Do you think that has any, I wanted to ask you two things about it. Do you think that has anything to do with feeling voiceless, not being heard? I don't vote, my vote don't count. I don't have voice, nobody hears me, nobody sees me. So I can be all loud about stuff and you know, wonder why the, you know, wonder why 50 and the feds are knocking at the door. And the other thing is just like, how do you write? How, how do you write? Those were the mm.
6: things. How do I write? Yeah, how well, do you write? I actually write everything down. So if I have an idea, like some people use like bullet points I don't use bullet points. I can show you that. My notes, is I write it down exactly how I thought it. So if I look back on it, because, you know, most comics, we have tons of material. Some of them we never do. Some of them is in the stash. So even if I go back and look at it, I can, I'm can i right back where I was two years, three years ago when I wrote it because I know what I was thinking about. And I, I see things, and then I, I just observe it, and then I, I write it down as I see it, like I would think I would say it and then I go try it that way. Mm. Sometimes you have to Mm. do a little editing because people's sensitivities are different. So whereas I might emphasize one thing in it and then actually do the joke and another part hits. So I'm like, okay, then I have to focus on that part because I've done it five times. They don't hit on this part, which is personal to me. They like this part more.
5: Mm. So now
6: I'm going to have to alter the joke and focus on this part and less of me, mm-hmm. and more of what people understand more. Because if you're mm-hmm. just up there talking about you and they're not getting it, then what's the point and they're not laughing, you know, I have to bridge some kind of gap, you know, I do do on stage what I want to do, but at the same time, it has to be something that's relatable or I'm just up there talking.
1: Mm-hmm. So then after you yeah, do well all said. that, what if the room changes on you? Like you do all that and you know this is how the joke
6: goes, this is how it sounds, this is what I saw. Oh, I don't this care about before. that, I don't care about that. Okay, okay, do the it's, stuff, do the stuff. It's my way, do the stuff. Yeah, and, and that's how it's going to go down. I don't let nobody <laughs> <laughs> I'm to get that. I tell you, I remember when we was first, um, when Mike Epps first moved up to New York.
0: Yeah, I remember, I remember when he we was. We've
6: all been doing around the same amount of time. Mike uh-huh. was in Indiana, and then he moved up to New York. And I remember um, we used to watch him perform. And Mike could, Mike could be in front of the crowd because performing in front of black audiences is very terrifying. You know, <laughs> they'll give it to you if you don't funny, and uh, you got to be funny in minute two. Mm-hmm. even stay tuned for minute fifteen and twenty. <laughs> so, <laughs> hold on, you're you're
4: you're cutting out a little bit, Mike.
6: Am I? Yeah, now yeah, exactly. you know you are. yeah. Mike would get up there and, and he wouldn't be doing well and he'd be doing well and all of a sudden it'd be a lull in his set and he just keep going and keep going and totally oblivious to the fact that they're not laughing and stuff and then next thing you know he says one more something else boom brings him right back up right back and I remember me and other comments we used to look at him and go and I said this and I told him this one day when, um, when I was on tour with him I said uh, we used to watch you and say, I said to myself, we said that. I said, when I get to that point, I'm gonna be good. Cause I wasn't there yet. I was always nervous and hope the crowd laugh. And if they, if they don't, laugh, mm-hmm. silence is deadly for a comedian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> deadly, yeah. you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you don't understand <laughs> what silence is till you get on the stage and uh, 50, 60, 100, 300 people just staring at
0: you. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Yes, yeah, that's, that's real. Yeah, when I, when I get to that
6: real. point that I don't care anymore, I knew I was going to be at the next level. And once I got to that point, it changed my comedy because you're not focusing on they have to laugh at everything. Just right. follow along with me, and this is who I am. This is what I'm presenting, and mm-hmm. you know, take the pieces you like, and you don't like those other pieces, that's your business. But it is what it is, and this is what I'm presenting to. You.
1: So do you have an attitude like the laugh is coming and we're just about to see when? I'm, you just do it and it's gonna come when? Or how does it what do you come? Mean? I mean like, what do you mean? Uh, I know sometimes I ask comedians like that sounds like music or they deliver like music. You say you're an engineer, so you probably think in a different kind of way. And I'm wondering, do you, are you thinking, okay, the laugh is coming when you're playing a whole crowd, like we talked about actors mm-hmm. play a script and comedians play a crowd. So when you're playing the crowd, you're like, okay, I want them to laugh here. Oh, no, not yet. I mean, is there a part of your writing or a part of your storytelling that decides here's when the laughs coming? This is when I want them and you get them or how does that go?
6: Yeah, you, you have your points where you hope this is a part, especially if you're setting it up for something else. You know, you want them to laugh here and you don't even know they don't even know I got a bigger payoff for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I got something for you at the end. Mm you you want that stuff but at the same time like i said now that i'm more comfortable with it it's okay if they don't i'll just move on to something else you know what i'm saying sometimes it's tough to anticipate because every crowd is different so what worked for one crowd and killed here you might do it someplace else and that didn't kill like it did so if you if you focus on that killing every time and it doesn't then you get thrown off right Mm. flexible Then you won't be thrown off. You just move on. But you don't. You still do it. Huh? You
2: still do it though. Like you're not saying, like if it killed, killed, and you went to one place where it doesn't work, do you not do it there? Like if you're doing multiple nights, you still do it. That's right. Yeah, that's
6: right.
2: I I love that, man. I think that's that's really owning yourself. That's yeah.
6: That's good because you got to give you. I can't. I can't give you the you the you the me you want to see. And Um, like I said. take it or leave it. You don't have to laugh at everything, but this is what it is. And, and hope you enjoy, you know, 95% of it. But if it's not what am I going to do? Um, <laughs> I love too. that. That's I think true. that's yeah. Go
0: ahead.
6: No I, go that's ahead.
0: Great. no, I was just saying too, Mike, you know, coming up at that time too And with all the black comics. You mm. You uh, you know how you have to distinguish yourself from black comedy, per se, as a universal comic. So it's like when you did Letterman, do you think that gave you more of a position in
6: other stuff? after you t- Perhaps. Perhaps. You know, when you do mainstream stuff, it always puts you in a, a different light. Mm-hmm. You know, then you see you could do i mean letterman is like big as you know for
0: comics Mm -hmm. at that point letterman is like boom you get letterman for
6: any comic yeah i I remember And you know you know how i got letterman i was doing a comedy central half hour and um what's his name uh my what's his name they used to book letterman
4: eddie eddie brill
6: right eddie brill right eddie brill was at my just happened to be in the audience at my half hour and you know, after wow. we came came home, I was excited about doing the half hour. And then when I got home, me and my wife got home. There was a message on my machine machine. It was Eddie Brill. He's like, Mike, this is Eddie Brill. I didn't know who he was. He's like, this is Eddie Brill. You know, I booked uh, Letterman and I want you to do Letterman. So I was like, well, that was a great night to do the half hour and then come home. Oh, oh man. Wow. Yeah. yeah. To, to do Letterman and not audition for it. Like, I want you to do it. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, that was great, and it, it takes you to another realm. You know, you get to be in front of what I like is I hate that comics will call mainstream room. Mm-hmm. That's not right. It's plenty of black, Latino, Asian, all people in there. It's mainstream. It's everybody's in there, as opposed right. to just 99% us in the room. You right. know, and when you get, you got to get around different people to get a different flavor, right? Mm-hmm. You know? Like, being on stage in front of people from different countries, it's great because once I speak to somebody from Ireland two or three times, I've got Irish stuff to say when I speak to them the fourth time.
5: Sure. Mm-hmm. So I have
6: things to talk about. I can improv off of that. You know, mm-hmm. Kilkenny, yeah. you know, what I love. Kilkenny's good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Once you connect, and that connection is it's amazing when you, you can just say a little word from somebody's country or speak a little <laughs> of their language and it's amazing the connection you make with sure. them like they light up just because you're aware of it because most people aren't aware of a lot of stuff that goes on around the world. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people so yeah it gives you that ability to go anywhere you know and uh, I remember the first time I went to Amsterdam I was very nervous I was like they're going to understand the jokes. Uh, <laughs> you know what, I'm what am I even doing here? And, you know, I went there and I actually, I actually got a standing ovation. And that night I said, you can do this anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's global, it's universal. You can do this comedy anywhere. That, that was the next phase of my growth, understanding that I could take this anywhere, outside of the tri-state or whatever. I can go anywhere with it. Mm. You know, so different levels. You grow different opportunities and things allow you to grow at the different points and stuff. Yeah. Cool. And hey, Mike, um, you sorry. know something about oh, uh, you said about the room. About funny, um, um, Savio, when you mentioned uh, uh, doing Letterman mainstreaming and differentiating yourself. Yeah. I remember one night at Boston. Uh, what you call it? Uh, Dave pulled me aside one night. Dave Chappelle, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh, he was like. He's like, he's like, hey, man, I'll, I've seen you several times. And he said, he said, you're not just funny. He was like, you're different than the rest of these niggas. <laughs> 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 he said,
5: your comedy ain't, like- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, comedy ain't like the rest of these
6: niggas here. I said, really? He said, no, it's not. He said, he said, keep it that way. Keep well, it mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. He mm-hmm. so, OK, thank you. He said, yeah, mm-hmm. keep it that way you're not you said you already set yourself apart you know so yeah
0: you know know, i noticed that too man i noticed that 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 just that like that split you know what i mean it's like because you you see some great comics in the black story but they were limited Mm. in their knowledge of things in the world or trying to learn new things you always reaching for that and it still remained funny you know and a black funny like you could come in and fucking lift the crowds up Boom. you know and it was like oh mike is here you know what i mean but it was like
6: <laughs> but you still yeah, had feeling. yeah it is when you walk it in is. the room when you walk in the room and people are asking you or people are coming to the show and they come up because you know in our clubs like especially the black clubs uh, back in the day we just hang out a lot even if we wasn't performing yeah right. maybe mm-hmm. so right. 20 comics in the room five people on the show you know what yeah. I'm saying? We all
0: just <laughs> <laughs> Straight up 30 Yeah. Straight up. It's true. It's true. It's true. They, would take, the they right. would take up most of the space.
6: They to tell us people we're trying to get money here, we <laughs> 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 yeah, but, uh, you know, but uh you get you get that and to walk in the room and for people to ask you, even comics to ask you, you going on tonight? And then I'd be like, no, I'm not going. I'm like, damn. Yeah, you know, yeah, up? like that. yeah that's that's a great.
0: That's a comics movie. comic, man. When the comics love you and they want to see you, that's that's, right. that's, that's the best. best. That's,
6: right. I'm best. the same way. I'm a fan of comedy as much as I am a comedian. Mm-hmm. So I don't have to be on stage all the time. I like to be in a room and watch all these other cats do their thing. It's, it's you know what's great about it. We there's only but so many premises in comedy.
5: Mm-hmm. There's
6: only so many premises in movies it's only the other great people they would try to figure out how to make it a little different you could take one topic maybe one current event right and have five different comics do funny shit on it totally different Mm. because Mm. their minds are different they think about Uh it they're picking different pieces of it apart to the point where you see somebody do something and be like oh it's funny shit I didn't even think about that part and I saw the same Uh thing but I took this part from it Oh, he took this part from it. Oh, she did that. That's funny. So mm-hmm. I, I, enjoyed it. I watch. I like watching different people's perspective on
5: things. Mhm,
4: mhm. Well, I think the training, though, coming through Uptown and and guys like Monteria Ivy, which who whose name doesn't get dropped enough, um, is being uh, such uh, help to comedians. Um, and yeah, um, helping me as well. I mean. People out, people are out there doing the, these uh, roast battles and don't realize this Monty, you know, with this with snaps and it snaps. You know, yeah. You know, book. yeah, I remember, I remember yeah. when I was yeah. up, at, uh, I was up at Hot ninety seven and the and the guys that were on the morning show, they thought they were comedians and they thought literally that they were, and I was like, you're not, you're,
0: you're, you're
6: on Ed radio, but huh? Ed and Dre
4: oh yeah Ed, well Dre was always a little more humble but like Ed and Kurt Fleur like you know we're comedians and even starring Buck Wild, they came in and they claimed they were they were our writers so they would come in with, with like pages out of snaps and I'm like no no you took that out of, out
6: of yeah, the book. Yeah. like you can't do that I mean Ed used to, Ed, Ed wound up doing comedy after a while yeah, yeah you remember he used to doing do that. It, but Ed used to be around it so much that he used to do comics material. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and one time, remember they had that. <laughs> used to have the Caroline show. Yes, the Carolines yeah. at once a yeah. month. He used to do my stuff a lot. And one night he did one of my jokes that was new. Oh. It was and I was still. It was you know you know, um, any my you know any comedian when you get a good one. Yeah. You get that feeling like oh yeah. I That's ain't even my baby right I there. I ain't even bake this cake. <laughs> 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 and, I'm like, yeah. and he did it verbatim. Yo, oh, when he man. came to that stage, I said, Yo, Ed, Ed, yo, dude, you can't do that, dude. Just because you're on the radio, don't mean you can't you go do our material. I was like, If you really want to do this comedy thing, I'll sit down with you and I'll write some stuff. You could do it. You have the ability to do it, but you got to do your mm-hmm. own material. You can't just get up on stage every night and just do uh, a menage. You know what I'm saying? A menagerie. Yeah, because wow. yeah. yeah. the then show. they look at that like, oh, this dude is funny. Yeah, he's funny if he sews five different comics funny shit into a fabric. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes.
5: Right.
4: It's
6: going to be a great sweater.
4: Yeah, yeah, they were they were mad at me up at the station because I was like, "You can't do that! You can't do that! You can't do that!" Because <laughs> it was a, it was yeah. a constant. Yeah, people don't realize how much work, um, gets right. Get how yeah, that was another
6: issue there. That was another big issue. It. Yeah, mm-hmm. perfecting that joke. You know how much time some of these jokes take to get to that point where it, where it's killing, especially if it's a killer joke.
4: Yeah, some of them is. Make-
6: and somebody just called them- me. Just do it like it's nothing, you know, like reading it mm-hmm. off a page.
4: Yeah, there was a a woman. Um, there was a woman Collins. named.
6: You yeah, know, Down, all the time. Yeah, they they would go yeah. at it. Yeah, all the time. and I, I was victim of that a lot of times. A lot.
4: You know, um, there was a woman named Nancy Parker, that developed that did, did this. Would, massive... I would come
6: to people and go, hey, no, don't, 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 don't do that. Or I would, I would even hear it. A lot of times I always hear it. A comic came to me one time, and he said, Mike, man, he was in London, right? He said, yo, I just came back from London, and it was good seeing you out there. I was like, what the fuck are you talking about good seeing me out there? I wasn't in really London. <laughs> he was like, and he said, no, you was in London, yo. I said, like, what are you talking about? He said, yo, Mike, it was a comic. and I I he never, I forgot the name. He said, yo, this dude is out there doing your whole set. He said, I'm not talking oh, about man. He, he said, I'm talking about he's like you out there verbatim. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man. He said, that shit was crazy. I'm just watching him going, that's Mike's whole whole stuff. And you know what's bad about that? Now, say I go to London, right, and get booked sure. out. There. Then I go to the clubs. People will be looking at me going, oh, that's William Roche's material. He's like, no. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <That's> William <laughs> Roche's material. <laughs> did you just, did you just riff William's name? Was that a I just made up <laughs> William William Never no, I, the chat.
4: I hear you. That's there's nothing there's nothing worse than get, getting stuff lifted. It's funny. I actually I'm made a documentary. Heather and I made a documentary on comedy, and then we came out here, and someone had like the highest, like this swanky, high profile film uh, screening room with a martinis, mm-hmm. and they. And this guy brings us in and they're like, we, we can do this big screening. We'll have all these celebrities and this and that. And then they, they look at the film and they go, oh, wait a minute, you, you already screened the movie here. We did a huge thing for you already for this, for this film. You're, You're like, know? what? And I was like, what? And they're like, were you in it? And I was like, well, not only did I direct it, but it's like my baby movies, my mother's, and I'm like my parents. What? It's my whole narrative, my comedy life. This dude went in and my DP went in claiming, he, was, he shot a third of my film, or fourth of the film. And then, and then he went in and screened the whole movie and they're like, would you uh, in that uh, movie? <laughs>
6: like, that's crazy.
4: Oh my uh, God.
6: And you look like the crazy one coming yeah. behind you.
4: Yeah and now yeah. you gotta explain yeah. to these people. Mm. So
6: wow. you know, nobody really wow. wants to hear it. But I
5: yeah. still travel.
6: Yeah, whatever. whatever. Yeah, it's just tough. <laughs> yeah, no, it's I, tough. Especially watching somebody do it. It's one yeah. thing to hear about somebody doing it. It's a whole other thing to see it. And then when you come up the stage, you're like, uh, you know I'm standing here, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I seen a physical decay. I saw a guy one of the comments, I'm not gonna mention any names, but to get knocked out.
6: Downstairs. You you talking about the Boston one night? Yeah. I think I. I I think I. Were you there for that, Mike?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Were you there for that?
6: I was like, I remember
0: that night. I mean, I I had never seen anybody get hit that hard, and I heard it from outside. Material
4: makes material.
0: (laughs) I seen it go
6: down. I seen
4: it go down. Material makes your whole career. There was a woman named Nancy Parker that did a big piece on, um, back in the 80s, did a whole mm-hmm. piece on uh, The Wizard of Oz. And it was like a, one of those ones, it's like a long, long jokes that was like, you know, like a six minute piece That's and and um, Robin Williams took it. And he oh, did it on did Dangerfield it. and that blew, that's what like was the oh, piece that blew up Robin yeah. And wow. she ended up quitting becoming a real estate agent, but he sent her money for years.
6: But did that's- he? Did he? I heard other wow. stories like that. You know what's funny about that? My wife was so disappointed when she found out that Robin Williams was a joke thief because wow. he was a big Robin Williams fan. I was when I found mm-hmm. out. I was like, Robin Williams be stealing? Mm-hmm. And then everybody was like, Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, hey, yeah. They used to have, they used to, something, oh, I think some, I forgot who the comic was that had him, made them make him leave the room before he performed. You know, that's when you're yeah, yeah. a thief. Yeah. Actually, Marty was talking about room. that.
4: They told you, know, you that. They told you yeah. that, and it was it was, when you were working, and it was hard, because when you see somebody that you I, like idolize. I mean, he, Why
6: you yeah. admire him. Yeah. yeah, and then you go in like, yeah. this is
4: the reason why I want to be funny. And then you're, and then he comes in the room, because that's happened to me stand-up in stand-up New York, he came in the room, and you're told like, because that's when you want to show your best. You're like, ah, it's my hero. I want to be funny. Right. And then yeah, you're like, course. next thing you know, you're <laughs> like, oh, God, I think I got to talk about it
5: in <laughs> <laughs> New York. Yeah, you <laughs> know. Like, Ooh, it's hot outside. It's just so hot. It's so hot. Let <laughs> me do my bitch.
6: Amazing, it's <laughs> amazing. It's especially if a celebrity takes it. The joke is done for you. Yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah, it is that's so right. right. That is so, true. Well, doesn't that make you want to just write? Nobody cares. Once they put it on TV or on it's special, it's over. It's over.
1: Yeah, I, had a, I had nobody, a, I had nobody a, I had wants a, to hear
6: your story about it. it was actually your your joke, because, yeah, right? You know, I had that a, makes girl. me
1: want to write a whole thing just with the hope, like, I can't wait for this mu- show up, right? Watch this. Like, <laughs> I would actually be demonic enough to write a whole sociopathic thing just to make <laughs> say it out loud, like, I want you to ride this story to hell. I'm gonna deliver it. I can't wait for you to walk in the room. I don't know how I would pull it off, but I'd have it in the pocket. Like, I had, I had. <laughs> Uh,
4: yeah, I had a joke stolen by me off so bad. a mentor. I had a mentor that I totally looked up to. And I remember this mentor telling me, like, that joke is so funny. And I was so proud of myself that I wrote the joke. And then like a, about three weeks later, he went and taped it in his special. And I didn't know till a couple years ago. And I was like, ah, ah, ah. it's just yeah. like oh. Meanwhile the it, joke it, I have like hundreds of jokes now, but I'm still like oh, ah, ah.
6: It hurts. It and hurts.
5: Like,
4: it hurts more yeah, like, like you know,
6: respect for her and stuff. And then they go do that to you. You're like, wow, dude. Yeah. yeah. I would have gave it to you if that's the case. I would have Yeah, seen it. yeah.
1: Would have been like what an honor or like smite like, me like, out or have a conversation. You know what I mean? Like, right. everybody I, likes know, I remember
6: Jay Moore
0: actually bought a, a joke off of a comic, but he paid him in cash. I remember at the Boston once Jay was watching, I think it was Stu Haymans. I'm not sure. Stu But, but Stu did a joke. Yeah. Mm. Jay was like, "I like that joke. Can I can I buy it from you?" Steve was like, uh, "How much?"
5: I yeah, I see. I respect
0: that. <laughs> I did yeah. too. I was I, like, Damn, "That I too, yeah." Yeah, he, he gave him five hundred dollars right on. The, but whatever it was, and as yours. <laughs> he said, "You're worst. Have it. The worst is finding your joke when you're on again?
4: a. Hmm? Yeah, the worst is finding out someone stole your joke. Your mentor steals your joke when you're on an airplane." and there's no place to pace because you're like in the middle seat because you're broke. So you're in a middle seat from <laughs> the airline and you're like, finally like, ah, I got enough money from this road gig they paid me nothing from, but made a fortune, the club made a fortune. And then you are like put it on and then you're like, that's my joke and you can't even get upset. And they're like, then uh-huh. the person next to you leans in like, that's my favorite comedian. You're like. <laughs> <That's> a-
6: <laughs> that's- I was say that's even worse that they like. Oh, he is funny. <laughs> yeah,
4: yeah, I don't even watch people's specials because I'm afraid. Oh, I, I, man. One, I don't want to. I don't want to sound like anyone, I, and so like I try not to watch. But at the Boston, Boston was so funny. There were so many funny comics, and especially yeah, man, was... like to come up at that time, and, and like when they booed you, when people would just be like, "Boo, boo." There was no shame. I don't. I feel bad. I booed you. It would they would just boo you, you know, and that's-
6: These are unabashed boos.
4: Yeah, (laughs) people can never understand.
6: When when, when black people boo you, they want
0: you to know.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: that's why guys would always come up with slogans and stuff. No, no,
4: no. it's not a general, it's not even a general like room that swells into a boo. It like, there'll be people who as you are tiptoeing from the stage go, boo,
5: boo. Boo, boo, boo.
6: <laughs> you mean i in the Boo. What?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, every, every, com- a lot of comics had slogans. You remember they used to have like hamburger or mm-hmm. you know, talent has shucky, jazz comedy. Shucky, shucky. Yeah, shucky, 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 everybody, because they oh, wanted God. to separate themselves from everyone else. It was like, mm-hmm. okay, this is that time because no one had that, that, that material that really was different. So you had to really... Separate yourself in order to get Def Jam.
4: Or I think that, that was that was actually right. a trickle in. I believe that was a trickle in from eighties comedy anyway, because eighties comedy with like the Howie Mandels and all these guys, um, like the Richard Belzer with the dark, you know, they 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 had personas that they trickled in. So I think that that came with kind of. You think it late, came back? No, I think it was the late eighties, and when Def Jam came in in the nineties. Um, and then they, they took, I think, the, the original, like, two, the first two, three series of Jam, were, um, were it, it was interesting. It was, it was coming out of the 80s. So you were going to find guys who had, like, catchphrases. So a lot of those guys had, like, personas and catchphrases and, and how to yeah. be identified. Um, and I think more, sure, more, sure. more when, um, I mean, I know Mike's ahead of me because I remember walking in and I was just getting booed everywhere for a couple of years before before I could catch up with, but like, you know, with, with we were at, um, like I said, Indigo Blue and rooms like that. But there became like a more of a relaxed, organic style that shifted, um, I, I think, in in like the mid 90s, where it just became a lot a lot less brand and a lot more talking, you know? I, I
6: see I mean, what you're saying, it, like the older yeah. comics who come on the stage with the cigarette and the drink every time yeah. and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was less of that later, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Def it was. Jam was took on a more hip-hop feel. Yeah, yeah it did. So yeah, it was, it yeah. Was a little than I think there was a the-
4: lot of people inspired by. I, I think a lot of people were shifted. If you were in the club scene, a lot of people were very inspired by like Tony Woods and Dave Attell. I find like the 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 um the impressions that they created on young comedians. As, even though people might not identify it really kind of created this, the main styles that are out that are kind of in that lean back uh tell a story be organic and uh you know play your own persona mm-hmm. a little bit without without props or without verbal yeah. props as well you know
6: but that goes to also like we were saying about always do you mm-hmm. like like you said tony woods that's what i love about tony right I don't care who went before him. It could be the comic jumping around, crushing, doing all these antics, and then Tony would come on and go, Hey, how y'all doing? You know, he's always Tony, that same smooth, funny as hell, hysterical, but he never changed his style because of who was on before him or was like Tony Woods and you knew what you was gonna get. You knew you know the type of vibe you was gonna be in. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
4: Yeah, I think I was talking to Tony Roberts and he was saying, he was talking about, he was doing a show and just absolutely destroyed the room. And when he came off, Tony was like, watch this. I'm going to make them real uncomfortable. I'm going to make the audience hate me and then I'll bring them back up. So he just was doing the, and it it was, uh, I think we were down in Maryland and people were like, you could see the audience shifting and getting uncomfortable, like this guy Mm -hmm. horrible. And he'll, he actually has the mental focus to do that on purpose. Like he will let you be uncomfortable on purpose and then just pull and then just suck you completely back in and bring you all the way up and and just smash the room. Uh, That's the comfort
6: because you know what you have in your arsenal. uh Mm -hmm. You know what you have. So you're like, okay, I know you don't like me right now, but watch this. Mm -hmm. That's Mm -hmm. why I
1: love comedy. That is why I love comedy. That's what makes me a junkie. Just that <laughs> ragdoll off feeling of knowing that these intellects are gonna just kind of move me around and then decide when I laugh. I'm just like, Oh my god, how what's going on? What's that how did that happen?
6: Yeah, yeah you just stay the just stay the course.
4: But that's I why I like Mike Mike's Mike's entire style is that way. Like your persona, it's it's all you've always come in with kind of an astute posture. He's not into the nonsense of the
6: rest of us. <laughs> That's why you said that, because a lot of times like I, in my career, I was honestly, it's been times where I've been like, you know, heckless people drunk and stuff, but I didn't get a lot of that in my career. I didn't get lot like, challenged a lot. I think it was my demeanor. A lot mm-hmm. says so I'm not one time I said to a, a crowd, I said, uh, I was doing a show one time years ago, and I said somebody had just had a conversation about this angry thing. So when I went on stage that night, I said to the crowd, "I said people say I look mean and stuff like that. Do um do you think I look mean?" And 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 one one white lady was like, "Yes." <laughs> right. <laughs> I said, "Really? I, I look mean to you?" I said, "Well, what is what do you mean by that? What do you?" She said, "Your face looks like, don't fuck with me." And I said, well, really? Because you just did. Just, <laughs> apparently it doesn't say that because you the only one that put your hand up it said, yes, I do look, look, look mean. So you just got to do your, I've always had, that's just like I said, this is how I look. So I didn't get a lot of heckling. And then if I did, I shut it down. Years ago, there was uh, these guys used to um, do security when the comic strip actually had security there. <laughs> And one day The security guards told me They was like Mike you know When you go on stage We go eat I was like what? What do you mean you go eat when I go on stage? What if some shit go down? He was like that's why we go eat when you go on stage Because you're quite Capable of handling yourself So and uh, We feel comfortable enough that ain't nothing gonna go down While you're on stage So we go eat when you go on stage I was like well that's good to know (laughs) <laughs> well, Brooklyn style. They go baby. down and they come in and go, what well, happened? <laughs> what he did? He threw a chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Sometimes they work for me. Sometimes they work against me. But I'm not going to change my face. Like. Well, <laughs> like. <laughs> uh-uh. Definitely.
4: Well, you've been such a pleasure. You've been such a pleasure. Huh?
6: I love her pawpaw.
4: Is it? Yeah, <laughs> horrible? Yeah, I
6: love the pawpaw.
4: Felicia loves to analyze. She she comes up with a different. She reads everybody, and it's kind of mm-hmm. fascinating. And you never know where it's <laughs> But you know it's going to be something interesting and brilliant that you never thought about, and you just said, like, Heather You could tell, like, You
6: could tell how she's even looking in the screen. She's yeah. Looking like, she's looking like, yes, yeah, I, yeah. I see something. Yeah, what's going on here? What I what I got to say? You get people's demeanor is interesting. You have that type of demeanor, like you pay attention. You the type of you probably the type of woman that uh, if you got an argument with me to do without even pulling out paper, you could tell him exactly what he said uh, two years ago. Exactly. Where we were. <laughs> no, the
1: he antennas like, remind me. I, just, yeah, huh? <laughs> I tune out and the antennas are like Z-Z-Z-Z. I'm like, oh yeah. <laughs>
6: yeah, yeah, I see Yeah, <laughs> like
1: the, the
6: the intensity. They're on payroll. <laughs> <laughs> they on payroll.
4: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm really grateful for your time. Is there anyone, any questions, questions, anyone? No,
6: oh, I'm thankful you had me. I appreciate it. Hey, man, Mike. This was fun. Man. This, is, this is a good, uh, you know, chance to get up with people I know and don't get yeah. to see much yeah. anymore. And, Mike, you're one of my favorite people, man. You you've been in the uh, game,
0: bro. It's like I, I feel. I yeah, mean, you've been mine too.
6: Yeah, over 20 years, bro. I had to, I had the school Masavia one time though. Oh yeah, but do
0: yeah. tell,
1: do
6: tell. <laughs> yeah, we're listening. Remember, remember when the comics went on strike? Yes. Remember the comic strike? Yes. Remember the yes. comic strike? And we was talking, and we were talking about how we were gonna. Some comics wanted. Uh, on the protests you know what I'm saying and do all -hmm. this much and then you was like well y'all need to if y'all do that then y'all won't have no clubs to go perform in and all that stuff and you don't probably remember but I said to you no that's the problem is that people in the comedy the bookers the club owners you think you have the power you don't have the power Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh people come to see us they don't come to see you this is just that building that we are performing in I, I told you, I said, if we do comedy in a fucking tent, people are gonna come to the comedy tent. They don't come here to your building. <laughs> so, and, and 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 that's what, you know, I remember that. You probably don't even remember that, do you? Yeah, you schooled me a lot of times, Mike. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> one of them. <laughs> I, I know, I know, You, I've
0: gotten My, schooled,
4: Mike, Mike I, is I've one been-
0: that goes, Pay me now, will you? Before I get on
6: stage. That's hilarious. Another.
5: So I've, I've been by my no, I'm by not. Mike I'm, Mike not too.
6: I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a pay me before I get on stage. But I am a when I come off. You better have my fucking money, though. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in those. I've been in those scenarios. You know. You know. You know what this lady did to me one time, Freddie Ricks, right? Now uh, you know Freddie Ricks. Yeah, remember Freddie? Yeah. 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 Freddie, very funny dude. But Fred, we used to we used to clown Fred all the time because Fred would try to do ten shows in one night. You know damn well you can't make all these shows in one night. But he would book them. You know he book a a, a spot in Brooklyn and Queens at, at ones at ten and ones at ten thirty. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing our shows don't start on time anyway, so how you gonna plan on making it? And, 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 Fred did this club. He started. It was his first grand opening night at a, a room he started in City Island, right? So he said he told the people that he wasn't gonna be there. But when we got there, it was it was me, Mike Yard, and Spanky Hayes, right? So when we got there, we told the, there was a dude and his mother that that was that was doing the show, and we said, "Oh, Freddie ain't gonna be here," which was crazy. It was his night, and he was the host. <laughs> it, it was the grand opening, so that book. the show in Florida. So it was like we need <laughs> No, he wasn't gonna make it. He wasn't trying to make it. He totally wasn't gonna make it. He oh, uh, he man. gave me the spot instead. So we <laughs> told the lady when we got there, Fred's not gonna make it. Of course, they was upset. But he didn't tell us and all that. So they was like, we was like, okay, well, you know, this is this is what it is. This is what we got. He, he booked me. He's supposed to have told you. I'm, I'm sorry. And and um. You know, Mike and Spanky was like telling the lady, they was like, don't don't worry about it. You're you you, you, you he's good. You're in good hands. Everything's gonna be good. There was so many people at the show that they had to do a second show because the first show sold out, right? Wow. Did my thing. I got a standing ovation on it, right? Sure. Came off the stage. When I came off the stage, the people, the show was over. They started to do the next show. The lady said, He's, he's, he's not, he's not going to do the second show. So Mike and Spanky was like, why would he not do it? They're looking at like, why would he not do the second show? Do you see what he just did? She's like, well, you know, well, he's not going to do the second show. Y'all going to do the show. So she cut me out the second show. What? Yeah, she cut it's me out. out the, but I was like, I was riding with Mike, right? I drove <laughs> there with Mike. So I was like, okay, well, listen, I'm not going to argue with the lady. That's her show, whatever she want to do. It don't make no sense. Cause everybody, They were baffled. So she was like, okay, whatever. Did the second show. So when the second show was over, we ready to leave. So Mike is like, all right, let's roll out. He's like, Yo, you got your money, right? Let's go. I said, Nah, I didn't get my money. They didn't didn't get my money. He said, You didn't get your money yet? He's like, Nah. I said, You got yours? He was like, Yeah. And and Spanky was there too. I said, Spanky, you got paid? He said, Yeah, they paid her. So I went to the lady, I was like, Oh, you didn't, you know, I didn't even have a problem. I was like, Oh, she just didn't come to me and, and pay me. I said, oh, you didn't pay me for the show. She said, well, I'm not going to pay you for the show. I said, what, what, what did you say? And she was like, Freddie didn't tell me you was going to be here, and I didn't know about it. And, and Mike and Spank was like, but he already, we already discussed that before the show, then he did the show, now you're not going to pay him? Oh, it wasn't good. Oh, it was man. I was spazzed out on that lady. And her son, oh. yeah, her, her, her son whoa, jumped whoa. in. I me and her son was about to fight. Mm. I was like, what? you're not going to sit there and tell me I'm not getting my fucking money. Who you think you talk? You crazy after that? I don't perform. So I perform for free. Is that what you're telling me? Wow. So uh, they, he, I was about to follow. I was telling him something. I'm going to follow you to the ATM. Somebody going to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going go to go in your mama window. And somebody's gonna pay me Don't make me dig in her <laughs> bra. <broth. laughs> don't play that type of shit. It, it got so crazy that Mike was like, "You know what? I'm gonna give you half of. I'm gonna give you one of my shows. You know, let's just go because this is gonna escalate to something else." I was ready. She's wow. like, "Police, whoever you need to call, but I'm getting my money before I leave here. This is gonna be a serious problem, mm-hmm. and uh, you know." Cause he was like let's just go let's not even get a take it that far man so, that's yeah. crazy. i don't play about my money give that's me crazy. my money <laughs> matter mm. of fact who's cash having me tonight <laughs> <laughs> you
4: <Yeah. laughs> will I have it. that <laughs> Oh, you such a treat. Thank you so much for everything. Oh, thank you,
6: Maya. It was good to see you.
4: Creativity see you. and inspiring. Maybe we'll do a
6: film together. I don't know.
4: That sounds great. That sounds fantastic. But we're out here been. at the Laugh Factory in, in Los Angeles. So hopefully if you come out to LA too, you know, um, okay. come out here and perform, you know. This yeah, is-
6: yeah. I haven't been there in a while. If we ever get to see people again, <laughs>
4: <laughs> I know. I know.
6: Yeah.
4: Well, love seeing Nice you.
6: meeting everybody. Nice hey, to you. Too, Good Great. to see you brother. Hey other Heather. <laughs> you.
5: uh,
6: you're Heather too. Heather one. Sorry. You gotta be Heather number two.
4: Well be safe and um, we're gonna be close hey, in this. Hey all
6: you guys. Be safe out there. All right, yeah, you know what too I mean? brother. Alright. Right, you all gotta right. do there.
1: Six huh? feet. No try 12
6: feet. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: Our, All right. good night guys
6: Good night mm-hmm. hey, good night everybody take care good night